Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Ash did so well that I was like, you got to keep coming back. So she's back. Happy Welcome to the show. Thanks. So my co-host today is? Ash Up. Yes. Um, from Ash in America. Ash, Ash in America. And um, you're also, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about you? Because I know that they read your stories because I spread them pretty much everywhere, as do tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people, but tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, Co-founded the U.S. Election Integrity Plan in November of 2020. Um, woke up like everybody else on November 4th and said, what, what, is, what is this? This isn't, this isn't right. We started out by protesting. We then uh, you know, got a little bit more organized with each other and we did canvassing and we have teams in every county and you know we have uh, Holly coming on today to talk a little bit about some of the impact that USEIP has have has had um, in November of last year started working with Mike Lindell's new endeavor cause of America and I direct partnerships so all the kind of grassroots activism and then I write at cause of America and I'm a mom and, a wife. and your mom yeah. and your mom we, we need to probably we need to probably say that because yep. one of the reasons why you got involved and you woke up was the fact that you're a mom. That's right. What's what's next for our kids? I mean that really that really is what it comes down to is is what is the next what's the next thing that we're going to have to deal with in this kind of created chaos. Well, and there's no there's no daylight between what they're doing with our elections and what they're doing to our kids. We're dealing with consequences of a stolen election every single day, whether it's masking our kids, whether it's CRT, whether it's vaccinations being required. All of these things are an attack on our kids. Well, let, let's let's just jump right into it. Um, the, the title is the entire system is weaponized or the entire system is is stacked against you. Um, but we have a lot going on right now. We have a lot going on right now. And I want to start off by playing this cut with Tucker Carlson. Let's play cut one. Tucker oh. Carlson, tonight we keep it detailed daily calendar. We checked this morning, and believe it or not, this week is the two-year anniversary of the coronavirus lockdowns. Those are the first mass quarantines in American history. And if you look back, you'll be struck by how much has changed since those lockdowns began. Think back to the America you grew up in. There were three things you knew about that country. It was a free country, it was a middle-class country, it was defined by small business, and it was a constitutional country. Our politicians were limited by the guardrails in our founding documents. They couldn't go past that. So it was a happy place. Unfortunately, none of those three things is still true about the United States. And lockdowns are not entirely to blame for that. No single cause ever is. But there's no question that the coronavirus lockdowns accelerated the transformation of the United States. Just think of masks. So we knew early on that paper masks were not gonna spread the stop of COVID. A couple of studies, including a big study from Vietnam, showed pretty clearly that they were not effective. And then we watched the behavior of our public officials. It turns out they didn't like masks any more than anyone else liked masks, despite the fact they had ordered you to wear masks. 
when they thought no one was watching, they often went barefaced. So you saw that and you had to wonder if masks are so darn effective and life-saving, why aren't our leaders wearing them? And we made that point. We made many points like it. We made them dozens of times on this show and needless to say it had no effect at all. The mask mandates stayed in some places they still remain. So as this unfolded, we started to realize that masks, in fact, a lot of this was not really about science or public health. So what was it about? Well, recently we learned the answer because we watched it. Masks were a training exercise. Mandatory masking was a shock collar designed to teach Americans unquestioning obedience. And of course it worked because shock collars do work. In a single day last month, we watched, for example, our entire professional class dutifully change their Twitter avatars from mask up to the now mandatory Ukrainian flag. There was no debate about doing this, no reflection. There was not even a real conversation. They just did it. Millions of people simply assumed reflexively a partisan position in a highly complicated foreign crisis, the next crisis. And as they did it, they moved in perfect lockstep. They were guided by their masters at the social media companies who were themselves taking direction from the White House. The whole thing was like watching synchronized swimming in Pyongyang. It was an amazing performance. Most amazing of all was seeing Republican leaders join the herd. After two years of COVID training, they couldn't help themselves. The result was the largest political flash mob in American history. Republicans, Democrats, business titans, and the media all on one side. So of course, dissent of any kind was banned instantly. And the few who persisted in asking questions about all of this found themselves censored. And those who persisted in asking questions because they were lucky enough to have a rare protected platform found themselves threatened with something worse, maybe indictment, maybe arrest. Here's former Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri threatening this show just last night. Tucker Carlson and others are really, uh, really close to treason in terms of what they're saying and parroting what? Uh, what is 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 Putin's dream. Oh, so defending our country from your recklessness and unwise decision making is treason. Declare your loyalty to Ukraine or you've committed a crime. Right. Claire McCaskill, whatever you think of her, was not talking like that two years ago. No one in public was talking that way two years ago before COVID. In a free country, you're allowed to say what you think is true. You can defend your country if you want, even if politicians disagree with you. That was the whole point of living in the United States, but not anymore. Now, if enough powerful people, that would be former senators, New York Times columnists, retired Intel chiefs working as contributors at MSNBC, if enough of these people call for you to be indicted, you probably will be indicted. If not for the core crime, then for another crime. They'll find something. That's how our justice system now works. Those are the rules. This is a big change over what we had before for about 250 years. So how did we get this new system? Simple. We eliminated the guardrails. We got rid of the principles that set limits to our leader's power. Those principles, in short, were personal autonomy and the sanctity of the citizen's conscience. And we surrendered both of those during COVID. They no longer exist. We let them go. Once we allowed political leaders to force Americans to take drugs they didn't want, the old arrangement where the citizen had as much or more power as the leaders was over. Our politicians now have effectively limitless power. And they know that. They know it perfectly well. That's why they did it. And if you doubt that they know it, watch the way they communicate with the American population. They're giving you propaganda they always have. What's changed is that their propaganda is no longer sophisticated or persuasive because it doesn't have to be. 
Instead, their propaganda is blunt and vulgar. They summon TikTok performers to the White House so that some 18-year-old who's never had a job can tell you that inflation and historically high gas prices are actually Vladimir Putin's fault. They just did that, in fact. Here's the result. I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is $7, and here's what they said. Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue source. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do international trade. So, with people being scared of war and limited resources, prices are bound to go up as well. Okay, so nothing against the okay, let's take this energy down. expert let's take this in Lycra. You just All right, so guys, the reason why I played so much of that is because Tucker Carlson gets attacked by McCaskill. Tucker Carlson gets attacked by the radical left. One of the things that he's talking about is that uh, calls for treason and being canceled. Ash, what do you think they tried to do to me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this, is, this is what they do. This is the, the, the canceling. And, you know, it's two, two months since the coronavirus lockdowns. And as we talked about on Monday, there was an, a, a notice coming out uh, or an article coming out saying, did we get it wrong with the PCR test? Did we overstate? Did we overinflate? They just move on. They just move on. And anybody who raises, hey, this is hypocrisy. You guys did this before. You get silenced and canceled. Right. So the, the, I think that the, the big issue for, for me as we start talking about this is thought leadership. Mm. We, we've given up our ability to have thought leadership. And, and as Tucker Carlson said, we have in one just fail swoop given, given all of our authority to the government to tell us what to think and when to think it. This, by the way, is not hacking. We talked about this last night. This is not hacking the human brain. This is called a psyops. Right. This, this is not you know, programming and that they can hack into the human brain. No, they can't do that. It's psychological warfare. Right. That's what they can do. And by the way, they've been, they've been studying psychological warfare since the, the early 1900s. This is something that they've been planning for over a century. That's right. And it's, and it's ongoing. It's to the point where, you know, when, when headline news, the 30-minute loops of the news from around the world back in the 80s and 90s, it used to be accurate used to be, you know, relatively objective, accurate news because they were conditioning the population to believe that you can get the news from a headline. And once you've done that, then whoever writes the headlines controls reality. And that's what we're seeing is we see TikTok is now the authority on news. And what's really interesting about that is that in Russia, they, they uh, I saw a news headline the other day, I was just looking for it, couldn't find it before we came to this point, but a uh, news headline in Russia that Russia was using TikTok for propaganda. Meanwhile, the U.S. government says that they're bringing in TikTok uh, performers, I guess, influencers, right, teenagers, um, to, to set the record straight. And the record is, well, gas is so high because of Russia, which is false, right? I mean, gas has been rising since Biden took office. The first thing that he did was make us energy dependent again. But now it's Russia's fault. And I loved it. I don't know if you saw um, Peter Ducey in the, in, the, in the press room with Jen Psaki the other day, but he said, uh, are you guys just going to blame Russia for everything now? Is that, yeah, is I that mean, the that, new line? Well, what did they do before? It was Trump before. Now it's, 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 it's Russia. And you know, I've talked before about this. And what, what you're seeing on the, on the uh, screen is an article, Joe Biden deploys teenage TikTok, teenage 
TikTok stars to blame soaring gas prices and inflation on Russia as U.S. worst cost of living crisis in 40 years tanks president's ratings ahead of midterms. It didn't tank his ratings. The fact that he is an illegitimate president and that they stole an election did. Please put that back up, Mr. Producer, if you would, please. Um, the Biden administration is looking, looking towards... This is how bad it is. I want you to know that Ukraine went on to, to Twitter and was telling people to shame Russia on Twitter. Now the Biden administration, this is how weak these people are, people. I mean, this, this just shows you the weakness of the people who are, have infected our government. So Biden administration is looking toward TikTok influencers to help get their message across to younger people, particularly on issues of Russia and inflation. So they, they are creating propaganda. It part, it's partly a way of battling Russia's propaganda machine about its invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Mr. Producer, please pull that video that I have on my on my. Uh, on my uh, Telegram channel about the propaganda that tells the truth about uh, Biden and uh, <laughs> I'm going to spread a little bit of propaganda here. Um, it, but it's propaganda that's really true. And um, it's the one where, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Pelosi uh, calls uh, Zelensky Kalinsky. And you know what I'm talking about? I just did it this morning. Well, and I Russian think. Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs? Yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So can we play this? Do we, are we ready to play it? Okay, you got to hear this. I'm okay. sorry, you got to hear this. I haven't seen this. it, no, it's fine. And then you're going <laughs> to go. It says, the Western curators of Kiev regime love Ukraine so much that they learned almost everything about it. Not sure what's happening here. I'm reading to you what's on the screen. Okay, I don't know why. Right, hold on, let me see what's going on. Yeah, let me. Let me th it's freezing up, but we'll we'll play that here in a so little bit. So there's a silver lining here. Okay. And that is the regime has to go to TikTok. Why? They have the entire media establishment. It's captured, right? They're they don't need to go to to use, um, you know, less less mainstream methods to get their propaganda out. Except that nobody's watching anymore. So they have they've been, they've been gaslighting they've been lying for so long that the people have tuned out now people are getting their media from social media they're getting it from alternative sources and that is a silver lining in my opinion. Well, it, it is a silver lining and there's something else that's really happening that we need to be aware of and that is that young people are waking up. Young people are, are starting to realize that mass didn't do any good and that really all of the things that they've done in our society has actually hurt them. They're seeing their parents in pain right now. Yep. They're seeing their brothers and sisters and, and they're seeing their sisters go to school and they're, they're starting to ask questions because we've basically told them that if you don't ask questions, okay, can we go ahead and play it now? Okay, let's go ahead and play it and we'll come back to that. I'm going to read it to you as, as it's on the screen because sometimes it's music. Western curators of the Kiev regime love Putin Ukraine so much. circle Kiev with tanks, but it'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. <laughs> he'll, Iranian. Never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. This is them taking a picture Bravo, of where Iran is. My first comments today were about uh, Slava Khani. There's a picture of Wuhan, China. I spent about 15 minutes with the, uh, you time, they timed these things, that's the way it is, with uh, President Kerensky. President Kerensky. The day before we came, the day before we came here. And then here's uh, Alexander Kerensky, who's the minister president of the Russian Republic in 1917. How do we said, get to the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia? Nothing like this has happened since <laughs> World War II. <laughs> Putin is going to invade Russia. <laughs> Best case, though, is that we won't see an incursion 
This is Lloyd Austin, uh, Secretary of Defense. And so we, we would hope that, uh, that Putin would be a lot more transparent. Um, the Soviet Union ceased to exist about 30 years ago, a hint for Lloyd J. Austin III. And this is a picture of Wuhan. All right, so basically what Pelosi said is the equivalent of hail or love to Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, we never hear them love America. And that's, that, that's the real, I think that's what people are really uh, waking up to, is the fact that the people who are ruling us, and they are ruling us, this is not self-government, they're not representing us, they are ruling us, um, but they don't love America, and they, wanna, no. they want America to be brought down, and so places like China and Russia can rise in, into the place. And I'm a nationalist, right? I mean, I, I, believe every, I believe in borders. I believe in the people of Russia, the people of Ukraine, the people of America. I believe everybody should be focused on their own country first and, you know, anti-globalist, anti right? But I wanted to touch on something you said about the kids waking up. Right, because my son has has definitely woken up since I've my my oldest um, since uh, since you know being visited by the FBI, being trashed in in the mainstream press, and you know um, being served all of these things. Uh, in 1992, when Bush was uh, running against Clinton, the Papa Bush was running against Clinton. Ross Perot was in the race, and I remember my parents. I was 13 at the time. I remember my parents were really struggling with the decision. They didn't want to vote for Bush, but they didn't want to be the third party that was going to throw their vote away, right? Now, I watched the news at the time. I've always been obsessed with the news. I wanted to be a journalist since I was eight. But I really woke up to narrative during that time because I watched my parents really struggling over the decision of who to vote for. And then I turned the news on and I saw the, the, the talking heads say, well, anybody who would vote for Ross Perot is going to throw their vote away. And that didn't mesh. It didn't mesh for me to see my parents struggling with their integrity with a decision. And they did vote for Perot twice, too. which was the smart choice, as history tells it. I did. Um, but the news media then was the same. It, it was the same thing as now. I woke up. That was what that, I, I mean. I wrote my journalism entrance essay on it. It woke me up as a 13 year old and really was formative for me. So I think the, the kids waking up is absolutely important and it is happening. Yeah. So. You know, my, my, I, I always try to get in front of my kids and have a conversation with them. And, um, you know, I'm really, I was really afraid that my son was maybe getting off that beaten trail and that he was going in a direction I didn't want him going. Then I sat down and had a conversation with him. And I was like, I feel like maybe you're, you've gone to a liberal school and that you've gotten a little bit lefty on me. Is that true? And he's like, Dad, I'm going to get my concealed carry this weekend. <laughs> and I went, that's my boy. Yeah, here's some ammo. You want a gun? Hey, go go get him a gun. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's important. I mean, the, the, the kids are, that's why we're fighting, right? It's why we're in this fight, why we're continuing on. And, you know, it's it's not fun being targeted by the entire establishment. The, what's the name of the show? The entire establishment is against you. Yeah. It's, it's not fun, but it's necessary. And the kids are the future. I went to CU Boulder, right? So I grew up with conservative parents, but because my parents were real with me, talked to me, taught me why things were they were, taught me how to think, not what to think, right? I was able to go through CU Boulder, one of the most leftist schools in the nation, and come out with my integrity and my brain intact. I didn't turn into a radical leftist. They tried, right? I mean, I remember taking a class called The Bible is Literature. It was one of the hardest things. I had both a rabbi and a pastor on the phone with me every night trying to figure out how to navigate that class. They tried. 
but they didn't succeed. And that is a big, a big part to the way that I was raised. And I've tried to instill the same kind of critical thinking skills in, in my kids. Well, and it's, they're, they're trying to demonize that. I know that uh, I had a Reuters um, journalist that reached out and put a bunch of stuff in front of me and said, hey, you said all this, and is it true you called you know, for violence against uh, Coomer? So I went back through all my social media, and I know I'm just bringing this up because it just shows you how they've weaponized things. And they're like, did he say this, this, and this? So I went back through all my social media, and I'm like, because typically what I do is if I post it on one place, I'll post it everywhere. So I went back through all of my Facebook, all of everything that I have, and the answer is no. I never posted it, never did it. But this is the basis behind Coomer's ridiculous lawsuit where somebody hurt his reputation. I think he hurt his own reputation. Well, and Coomer has called for violence on his Facebook post. Coomer calls for violence all day long against police, against conservatives, against people who voted for Trump, against Trump. Yeah. Um, it's that, That's how I read it, right? I read it, but... You know, they have to imply. But, but they haven't done any stories on the guy. <laughs> no. Not one story. Not I, one story. <laughs> but, but they haven't done any. I mean, uh. where's the stories about Coomer running into a building, almost killing somebody? Because that's what he did. He got off with a $250 fine and some points on his license, by the way. At, that's called evil privilege. Yeah. It's called evil privilege by the radical racist leftists. It's communist privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Hail to communism, right? Yep. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Uh, it's the same reason that Matthew Doloff is, al is oh. allowed to walk free. It's communist privilege. This is not about ra Matthew Doloff <clears throat> is a white male. I don't know his, his gender or his sexual preference, but he's a white male. Why is he walking free? Because he has the right ideology. It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about any of those things. Those are lies. It's about ideology. And if you have, if you have right think or wrong think. That's what determines your justice now. And we know that because Lee Keltner is dead and Matthew Doloff is walking free and the charges were dropped. For those of you who don't know, uh, Doloff is the, um, the unlicensed security guard in Denver that was egged on and that tried to egg on Keltner. It was a part of the conversation to egg on Keltner and then got in Keltner's face. Like he went through Keltner first, right? right? Keltner, he could have walked away. Keltner literally had a spray can of mace bear spray didn't even spray the bear spray doloff pushed him back sprayed the. i don't know if we can find that video and he got off and said that he was in fear for his life he was in fear for his life and he instigated it and they let him off and if you watch the videos i don't know if those are up anywhere anymore but if you watch the videos from 5 10 15 minutes prior to that you can see that it was a coordinated effort to antagonize the protesters that were there um, as a part of the Patriot muster they were antagonized they were pushed they were cornered and then one of them was eventually murdered yeah I was there that entire day Doloff was sitting with a couple instigators who were in our face the entire time and they were saying horrible things including to elderly women like hey we're going to rape you and all, like really, really horrible things, trying to get a reaction out of us. He was there all day. And he was sitting around palling out with, uh, with Doloff the entire time, and he's actually in that video starting a fight with some older guy. Uh, and then, Do I, I mean, Doloff looked like he was just waiting there for something to pop off. So before, before we go any further in this, I need to do an ad read for one of our 
partners. Uh, our partner Enterforce is giving you a, a chance, or giving you a chance to win a 2021 Ford F450 Gooseneck Trailer, Canon Maverick, and twenty thousand in cash. Conservative Daily listeners will get one thousand bonus entries on any purchase made using the promo code CD21, or you can use CD10 and get ten percent off. If you visit the site Enterforce.com, that's E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com, buy some gear. There is a shirt that says um, "Free Our People." Um, and there's a sweatshirt as well. Uh, there's also some other great stuff that's on there as well. So no purchaser, just so you know, no purchase or payment of any kind is necessary to enter or win. A purchase or payment will not improve your chance of winning. I will tell you that um, the reason why we had them as a sponsor, so supporting them does help us support our January 6th prisoners, um, is that we're donating that money to them. And they also give quite a bit of money to veteran organizations as well. Go to enterforce.com and use promo code CD10 or CD21. So, and just one more thing on Matthew Doloff. He was there unlicensed as a security guard for Nine News. He's an Antifa member. He he's is. also an Antifa member. He's, he, he's an Antifa member. He's a part of the Our Revolution. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't wish, I don't wish violence on anyone. But Keltner was a part of a part of a, a group of of motorcyclists. He was a great man, but he made hats. He was a hat maker. And, um, but he was closely associated to a lot of guys that ride motorcycles and chatter has it that Doloff better go change his name. That's chatter. So the, the communists can do whatever they want, but there's, there's a lot of chatter out there that there's, that, that they're pissed and they know that these are communist people that don't want to hold people responsible for their behavior. They're, they, they didn't lessen the charges. They just got rid of them. And we're like on Tina Peters, they stacked 10 charges on top of each other and did all that stuff. They charged him with one thing. And Tina Peters spent the night in, in jail and her father died while she was in jail. And they made sure they waited all and the way to the And they made sure end. that she couldn't be there. And, <laughs> and Matthew Doloff walks free, no charges. Well, actually, the, the dropping the charges happens on Monday and there's a huge protest on the court steps on Monday. I do believe it's Monday. I'm going to find out about it. It was sent to me the other day, but I think everyone should go there. And I think the protest should really happen at 9 News after that, though, mm. because the, those pieces of trash, Kyle Clark, he's a piece of trash. He's an absolute piece of trash. He's a liar and a terrible journalist. And he's those a terrorist. Facts. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think it's, in, it's important, you know, to your point about the bikers, None of us on the right want violence. No. Nobody who loves the Constitution no. wants violence. But I have a theory that the, the communists have been pushing us to violence for a very long time. I think it's the only thing that explains the radical moves that they've made. Even COVID enough was, you know, to, to lock us down, to shut businesses, to mask faces, and then to require vaccinations. It's all pushing trying to push the American people to lose the, the moral upper hand of, of peaceful protest. And so please, everybody out there, use, you, you, you know, pray, walk in the Holy Spirit and use that to guide you. Eventually, I don't think we're going to be able to stop it because, you know, yeah. this is, it's, it's just continued repeated pressure. It's like, you know, I remember my brother with the finger. I'm not touching you. 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 And eventually you want to punch him in the face. And, and then they just shoot him yeah. in cold blood and murdered yeah. a guy in cold blood. And he got away with it. Yeah. He got away with it so far. So far he got away with it. So far. Just I want to put that out there. So yeah. um, I want to show you guys something because this came out in January. 
And in January, this is a picture of um, or a story that um, CD Media broke in January, and uh, the CIA may be breeding Nazi terror groups in Ukraine. Put up uh, A2. So, so this is, um, Mr. Producer, th th this is a story that I think everyone should understand because when we talk about what's happening in Ukraine, it's hard to, it's hard to see this um, as anything other than to destabilize and to create a color revolution. I mean, put people in there that have no morals, create something that's not there, have it operate under the skin as a hit squad for Zelensky and his regime. And listen, you can say whatever you want. You can say Putin is bad. And I would tell you, listen, just because I say that necessary evil is to get rid of this cabal world over there in Ukraine and the fact that they've literally used that as their breeding ground does not mean that I want war or death for any citizens. But that's really what's happening as they're being used as um, useful idiots. And we had um, a Hoy Patriot that said, put something up here. I'm going to read this um, because I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, stupid Americans and people from all over the world are going to Ukraine to fight as mercenaries. They aren't given gear or weapons. They send them to the front lines to guard the bases in Kiev. They aren't letting them leave Ukraine since they signed a military contract. They are cannon fodder. That is absolutely true. We're looking through those videos right now, if we can put them up, uh, Patriot, but uh, we have them. Well, and we talk about gaslighting a lot, right, um, and, the, and the psychological operations that are happening. And one of the things that I think is really incredible is that we now are at a point where the regime and the media establishment is trying to convince you that the Nazis are the good guys. Yeah. So, so let's, um, let's go to the... Let's, Do you watch let's, these videos, the TikTok ones you sent me? I don't know. I need you to watch them first without sound so we okay. can figure out what they are. Um, or have uh, uh, Zach watch them and see if they're appropriate. But um, so let me just read A3, if you would. Uh, the U.S. government has a well-documented history of backing extremist groups as a part of uh, panoply of foreign policy misadventures, which inevitably end up blowing up in the American public's face. In the 1960s, the CIA worked with Cuban anti-Fidel Castro radicals who turned Miami into a hub of terrorist violence, if you don't remember that. Um, in the 1980s, the agency supported encouraged Islamic radicals um, converging in Afghanistan who would go on to orchestrate the September 11th attack. And in 2010, Washington backed Syria, not so moderate rebels who ended up cutting a swath of atrocities through civilians and Kurdish forces that were meant to kill, meant to be U.S. allies. So as you start to go through this stuff, the interesting part about it is that they're doing the same thing. We have such evil people in our intelligence community that they are killing with impunity. They are actually causing damage to everything around us as a country, and they're making us look bad to the rest of the world, while at the same time letting people come in from the borders, illegals, I mean, of, of, of every nationality, and telling the um, Border Patrol to stand down while handing them money so that they can build their terrorist networks on our own soil. And don't forget the planes of Afghan refugees as well. Not even cleared. That included some terrorists. Right. Um, <laughs> could, Mr. Producer, could you put up the Salon article? So are there really neo-Nazis fighting for Ukraine? Well, yes, but it's a long story. And so this, this article is Salon trying to tell you, yes, we are on the side of the Nazis, but it's the good side. 
And this is going, so in this article, it says, in the context of the Russian invasion, the post-2014 Ukrainian government's problematic relations with extreme right-wing groups and neo-Nazi parties has become an incendiary, uh, an incendiary element on both sides of the propaganda war. Um, and then it goes on in this article to say that the U.S. worked with the Nazis, uh, the, the Azov uh, neo-Nazi group, to execute a coup in 2014 against the Ukrainian government. So, yes... That was successful. So, yes, there are Nazis. And, yes, we are working with them. And, yes, we have been working with the Nazis for, what is that, eight years? But they're the good guys, because Putin bad. And if you go into... Um, you go to A6, if you would. Um, this, this is the CIA overseeing a secret intensive program in the U.S. for elite Ukrainian special operative forces and other intelligence personnel, according to five former intelligent national security officials familiar with the initiative. The program was started in 2015 is based on an undisclosed facility in the southern U.S. <laughs> the CIA trained forces soon play a critical role in the Ukraine's eastern border where Russian troops have ma uh, massed in what is fear what many fear is preparation for an invasion. The U.S. and Russia started security talks earlier this week in Geneva, but have failed thus far to reach any concrete agreements. That was in January. And if you, and if you look at um, the CIA training Ukraine, Ukrainian paramilitaries in A6, a multi-week U.S.-based CIA program included training in firearms, camouflage techniques, land navigation tactics like cover and move, intelligence, and other areas, according to former officials. This is crazy. These are the people you want me to support? You want me to support Ukraine? You want me to support neo-Nazis that hate black people? And by the way, whatever happened to black people? How many black people are in, the, are in Ukraine? Oh, that's right. None. <laughs> and the narrative changed. None. The, yeah. I mean, they're building a hotbed. These are people that say here in the United States that we're for minorities flooding this place while they create a near pure environment for them, their pure, not my pure, their pure environment in Ukraine, a hotbed where they can torture civilians, put people as cannon fodder on the front lines, and then tell us that we got to support them. By the way, put up the Ukrainian flag. These people are flat evil. Before we go any further, I need to do another ad read from one of our partners. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by Air Medcare Network. Do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? Do you like to hike or spend time outdoors? Do you drive a lot? Um, if you do, health insurance won't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight. We hope that never happens to you. But if it does, we want to make sure you're covered. But with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household can be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There's also, if you travel out of state a lot, they can fly you back. There's another package you can get. That's the one that I have um, where they'll fly you home so you have less of a burden on your family if something happens to you. So if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily, you'll receive up to a $50 e-card. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com. Okay. It gets worse. Of course it does. You want to go into this one where we talk about COVID? Because this is really what it comes down to. They're, they're hiding everything that's happening in our nation. They're hiding it. A report, really scary. a report released by the UK government has confirmed that A10. nine. What's that? I just said A10. Oh, that nine out of every 10 deaths related to COVID-19 are found in those who are fully vaccinated. Although the virus variant oh. is the same and the UK approved only one different vaccine, AstraZeneca, from the United States, 
The data in the U.S. are different. This may, do, may be due in large part to the CDC definition used to identify who is vaccinated. So it's defi- we're, we're back to definitions right. again. So if you don't like the data, you just change what words mean, and then it can all mean right. whatever you want it to. U.S. data are also likely to become even more sparse in the coming weeks and months. In addition to the CDC hiding data, the Department of Health and Human Services quietly decided in early February to stop recording deaths attributed to COVID-19. Why would they do that? No, I think that, again, they're trying to attack your sensibilities. They're they're trying to attack your sensibilities. You know, somebody just said that, that Putin is no good guy. I don't know who's good and who's bad. The radical left makes me out to be a really bad guy. But I've lived my life consistently not being a bad guy for all of my life. With the exception of when I sold drugs when I was 16. I guess that doesn't count. Probably wasn't that great. I was still a good guy. I just did bad stuff. Look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I did do that. But the, but the point is, is that we, we don't know. None of us have had a conversation with Putin. But if you date back to the 1830s, 1820s, where Russia was known, they basically said Russia bad way back then, way back, 200 years ago. Well, and pointing out that the U.S. government has been working with Nazis since 2014 does not mean that we're shilling for Putin. It's okay to report the facts of the story and, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're picking a side. Journalists <laughs> should remember that. That used to be the norm is that you would tell the facts and let people decide. At least that's what they told us the norm was. So then, then we get into, and we talked a little about this this morning with the producer. And I know we're, we're going through a lot of different things because we haven't even touched on election fraud yet, which, which you can't find anywhere. We're talking about COVID, which is a massive issue. I mean, the, the, the COVID issue is, is massive because it's killing innocent people. Mm-hmm. First, they killed grandma. They killed your brothers and sisters, gave remdesivir, kept them from getting antivirals like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. I mean, I got to tell you, President Trump was clairvoyant. He knew that that would actually help, and they mocked him for it, and then the media mocked him for it. But where does it come from? Where, where does all this misinformation in the media come from? And how is it that they can tell us they're telling the truth when they're not? Well, and how is it so coordinated, right? There's that montage of, of talking heads where they say, this is very dangerous to our democracy. And you've got women, we've all seen that, right? Where you've yeah. got all this. It's so coordinated. The, the, esta- the entire, like the name of the show, the entire establishment is standing against you. And it, it can be overwhelming, um, but we're on the side of truth and we're on the side of what's right. We're on the side of freedom and justice. When you have people saying that, that, that we're weaponizing freedom or that disinformation um, means that it's dangerous to do your own research, they're calling you stupid. They're saying you don't have the critical thinking skills. So then we, then we get down to the fact that the media is literally telling us to gaslight <laughs> the things that happen in, in Ukraine. These things come out. And you're expected to say, hey, nothing to see here. Hey, listen, there's nothing to see here. You know, don't worry. The neo-Nazis, these are good neo-Nazis. These are like the, these are the ones you can hug. Right. Like a tiger that, that has been tamed. These are, these are tame neo-Nazis. And by the way, they only kill their own people 
and they only murder and rape those people and hang them by crosses. And by the way, I've seen some terrible videos of these, the Azovs literally nailing somebody to a cross and lighting the cross on fire. Did you see that video? I have not. Yeah, I don't know if you'd want to. I don't think I do. It is absolutely horrid. By the way, gagging him so he can't scream and making sure that they inflict the most pain. That is who the CIA trained. That is who our government trained. It's off the rails, guys. Lawlessness has become law. Well, and I care about the people of Ukraine. I don't want people to be bombed. I don't want, um, my problem with it is that we don't know what's real, right? We, we, can't, we can't tell what's real and what's really happening. But I, I, I care about the people of Ukraine. I care about the people of Russia. I care about the people of Iran and Venezuela. And I care about the people of America. I think everybody should put their own country first. But this idea that we have to pick a side in this conflict and it has to be the side that the Nazis are on, is that's peak gaslight. Everyone, especially after we spent the past two years, after the summer of burn, loot, and murder, we spent the past two years hearing how we're all we're all racist, we're all terrible, no good, very bad people. Um, it's systemic. It's uh, you know, it's 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 an it's another invisible em enemy that we can't see, we can't put our hands on, we can't stop it because it's how the system is built, and all of us have white fragility for even bringing it up. And oh, by the way, we're also partnering with Nazis. And there's nothing to see here, and everything's normal. And if you don't support the Nazis in Ukraine, then you're shilling for Russia and you're a terrible person. That's the narrative. That's the mainstream narrative right now. So then we get to the propaganda part. And I think we have Holly joining us at some point, too. Yeah, she's, she, we do. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold on the, on the videos, TikTok videos. Maybe we'll just put them up later. Um, so let me just talk about this. In 2018, Congress, this is A14, Congress exposes repeated violations of the Smith-Munt Smith Act in U.S. AGM agencies' Facebook ads targeting America. This is in 2018. Now let me read this to you if you go to the next slide, Mr. Producer. The VOA services found at least 860 M SMA violations over a two-year period. The review by Rep. Ed Royce, a Republican from California, the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and his committee staff found that insuffic insufficient management and devolved operational structures for digital advertising at Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, and Voice of America, VOA, by the way, is owned by the government, and the U.S. agencies for global media, previously called the Broadcasting Board of Governors, allowed for repeated violations of the Smith-Munt Act, which prohibits domestic dissemination of content developed by the State Department or U.S.-funded entities. An examination of six VOA language services found at least six, 860 Smith-Munt violations over a two-year period. Violations continue even after the New York Times report exposes them and the launch of a U.S. AGM task force designated to address the issue. U.S. AGM CEO John Lansing, remember that name, has been warned earlier about these violations, but ignored these warnings until the New York Times published an expose earlier this year. That was in 2018. And let me, let me tell you about this one part of the domestic distribution of program material. It, it, it says a part in rules, and this is A17, if you want to put that up, Mr. Producer. This shows you that nothing in this section be construed as prohibit the Department of State or the Broadcasting Board of Governors from engaging in any medium or form of communication, either direct or indirect, because the United States domestic audience is or may be 
thereby exposed to program material or based on presumption of such exposure. So let me explain this to you in large part. This was, I think, the bill that, that uh, um, in 2012, is this not the bill that 2012 in the 80, in the... Uh, so, so here's the original bill, H.R. 5736. Yes. What this did was update, and it says right there, to amend the U.S. Information and Educational Exchange Act of 1948. What this in 2012. Did is, yeah, so in 2012, um, so originally, this prohibited the government or any of their media agencies from, from using targeting Americans. In America. Yeah, with with things specifically tailored to present the Ameri- to present the U.S. government, et cetera, in whatever light, and talk about their policies, et cetera. It was only allowed to be done abroad. It actually got snuck into the NDAA uh, under Obama uh, in be- 2012. In 2012, became right. effective possibly uh, the third of January 2013. And this allowed for them to, by the way, for the first time ever, publish VOA, Voice of America, inside the United States, creating a propaganda arm right here on our own soil. State-run media. State-run media. This is communist media, guys. It's communist media. So anything you get from VOA, it's like like the state-run one in Canada. Anything you get from them is all garbage. And vastly, what we see in the media is they've been taken over by CIA assets and other assets that are continuing down the same path. Well, again, all media is owned by six companies, and they're beholden to their advertisers and who owns them. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to start. I, I want to stop for a minute, and we'll come back to some of this other stuff. But Holly's got some blockbuster information that she's going to push out, or that she's going to reveal right now, related to Dominion voting systems and what's happening in Colorado. So let's go ahead and bring Holly in. Holly, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ash. Hey, Holly. Holly, tell everyone about you. Well, I'm uh, one of the co-founders of USEIP, the U.S. Election Integrity Plan. And um, I'm also working with Cause of America, uh, which is Mike Lindell's new uh, organization that's uh, basically a network coalition of grassroots groups. So how the two organizations relate is USEIP is part of the Cause of America network. And we had, uh, so, so can you give a, a little bit of a summary? I want to talk, we, we talked about the Colorado report on Monday evening with Colonel Smith. And um, we, have an, we have some updates on that, which I think are important. But I, what, what I think is a little bit more important and slightly insane is Jenna Griswold's uh, new, so, so uh, the Colorado Election Security Act was unveiled in the state house and um, is currently going through the legislative process in Colorado. Can you tell us a little bit about that piece of legislation? Sure, let's start with a little context. So, um, you know, Colorado's been going through a lot in terms of election integrity. Uh, Quite recently, associated with the Tina Peters case, have been two um, blockbuster reports, technical reports that have come out about analysis of the forensic backups that Tina Peters made. There was one uh, backup made before the trusted build and one made after. And um, the reports that have come out subsequently from the backups are an analysis of of the comparison of the two um, images. Now, in the first report, one of the bins is that 29,000 election records had been deleted. Now, Jenna Griswold ordered this uh, quote-unquote update, which changed uh, the 
the forensic backups. There, it actually changed the machines uh, and the software in them. And then the second report that came out has been even more damning. It showed that there are massive vulnerabilities in the Dominion system. Um, some highlighter are 36 wireless devices uh, found in the system. Now, those wireless devices can either connect directly to the internet or they can connect to devices that can connect to the internet. Um, there is a back door built into the Dominion software. Um, and there are numerous other issues with security in that particular system. And just to remind Colorado voters that the Mesa system is configured um, very similar or identically to other systems that are used in almost every Colorado County. So this doesn't just affect Mesa County, this affects all Colorado counties that use Dominion. I, I believe, Ash, you know that it's uh, all but two counties. That's that right, all but Douglas and Garfield counties use Dominion voting systems, and it doesn't just affect Colorado. Uh, I remember hearing from our Georgia grassroots team that there, when they were looking through what we had produced from a Colorado standpoint in terms of system vulnerabilities, their system configurations of Dominion in Georgia are almost identical. So this is this has implications far outside of Colorado. Right. So, so we know how Jenna Griswold um, uh, responded to those reports. Uh, it was fear, panic, lashing out, and using the full force of the law enforcement to go after Tina Peters. Now. Um, and just just to be just to clarify, Holly, nobody has in Jenna Griswold's office in the Mesa County Commissioners, nobody has looked at what's in those reports. No, they've ignored it completely. They've said, "Oh, Tina broke the law. Tina leaked passwords." Then it was she didn't leak passwords. She did a, a an image that was unauthorized. Unauthorized by whom? No one really knows. I mean, I think that gets us back to this legislation that Jenna has uh, proposed. But what? Um, so so we have we there has been no no focus on what's in the reports from anybody with the statutory duty to investigate it. Is that accurate? That's, that is, but I will correct you on one thing. Based legislation that came out, I'm absolutely sure Jenna Griswold has looked at those reports because the things that uh, uh, Jenna proposed in this particular piece of legislation has direct responses to the Mesa reports. Now, one other piece of context is that the Colorado canvassing report just launched just, um, I think, two or three days ago. And um, so now there's the math is starting. The, the full equation is is playing out, right? You have the technical issues with the reports. It, the the substance of those reports has not been debunked at all. And then you have citizens that have risen up and been canvassing of the 2020 election and found massive vulnerabilities. In fact, one out of 10 uh, Colorado voters has been affected by uh, election irregularity anomalies. So on the heels of that, we now have this um, uh, uh, legislation titled 22-153. Now, Griswold titles it uh, election security something or other. is a major power grab. So so it's not, there. there is no, uh, the Colorado Election Security Act is the opposite of the Election Security Act. This is not the Colorado Election Security Act. People, this is really important because the, the hotbed for legislation across this country has started in Colorado and is spread across. Uh, 
Jenna Griswold literally is, has already said, nobody can touch the system except for me and Dominion. Mm-hmm. But, but see, the counties aren't required to use Dominion, which was proven by a well, lawsuit back in... Yeah, Joe, you're right. But in this legislation, uh, one of the sections uh, clearly states that Jenna is proposing that every single county in Colorado must use electronic voting systems. She didn't say Dominion by name, but it's definitely using electronic voting systems. Now, we have a couple of counties in Colorado that do use count papers counted on the precinct level. And that is what um, election integrity folks are pushing towards is let's go back to the meth style, the way we used to conduct elections. Now, now this legislation says everybody's got to use machines. I'm curious to see uh, how people respond to that particular section in this legislation. So yeah. let's walk through the sections. So that was section 10 that you just referenced, uh, requiring every county to purchase and use voting systems. I don't know that we need to go all through all of them because uh, I'd like to talk about the Colorado report and kind of how that's going as well. But there are uh, criminal section eight criminalizes speech by election officials that is critical of the administration of elections. So we've now demonized speech. Yeah, that's this is a real thing. Dem- yeah. So and if they- the Colorado clerks don't don't keep in line, don't see you know that pretty much. Uh, demonizes see something say something i mean we've all been trained to do that but now this legislation jenna says no you do it my way you do it the state way and this is how it's going to go and that completely pulls um power out of the local elections and pulls it up right under the state and i think that's very troubling for every single colorado voter and every elected official that has um jurisdiction over elections. Basically, she's taking power from local elected officials. And so this is this on Friday in making its way through the court system is a is a case called Hanks versus Griswold. And on Friday, there was a motion to dismiss that case is being brought by elected officials in uh, three or four other counties against the secretary of state due to her administration of elections, due to the trusted bill, due to the emergency rules, the, the, the tyranny from Jenna Griswold. Um, these, this this uh, criminalizes speech by election officials that is critical of the administration of elections. It seems like she's trying to make it that she can't be, she has no scrutiny, she can't be sued. She can't, she, there's no accountability. It's trust us, bro. That's the, that's the Colorado... Uh, mantra for the gold standard of elections is it's the gold standard, it's safe and secure and effective and everything's amazing and and perfect, but you can't look. And if you do look, you're now a criminal. And this is not, this is another area that's not just Colorado because Colorado is the election fraud test test kitchen as as Holly coined that phrase with, with an article that she wrote back in January of 2021. What happens in Colorado spreads. The risk limiting our audit was piloted in Colorado. That's now the standard, right? That, that, that's the, the, gold, the gold standard of fraudulent audits. Um, so what, it, what, I mean, when you, when you see what she's doing, it's, to me, it's 1 Corinthians 119. It's, I will confuse the wisdom of the wise, the intellect of the intellectuals I will frustrate because these moves are tyrannical. They're, they're in your face tyrannical. 
So, so I want to I want to address this really quick. I want I just want to walk through some of the things that are in this bill. And by the way, th this is what a, this is the, every person across the entire country should come together against this bill in Colorado, because let me just tell you that it, it is a consolidation of power. But you know, Section Four accelerates enforcement action to be completed within 30 days, and no right to appellate review. That's number one in the in, the, in Section Four. Section five allows Secretary of State to coordinate election officials to file a verified petition for neg neglect of duty under CRS 1-1-113. That criminalizes anyone that opposes the Secretary of State. Section six and seven requires all election officials to be certified after indoctrination in courses provided by Secretary of State. Indoctrination? I, I think indoctrination. These are our words. Yeah. Section eight yeah. crim criminalizes yeah. speech. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. true. S Section eight. I, you have to, yeah. you have to fall in line, or else there's hell to pay. The, so number eight is the criminalized speech by elected officials that are critical of the administration of elections. Section nine restricts access to voting equipment, except for, except for the secretary of state's office. Section ten requires every county to purchase and use computer voting systems. You can't force people to use computer voting systems. You can't tell a county. You can't tell people what they have to do inside their their environment. It's local first. But what they're trying to do is eliminate local because they know that the power stays with the people. And, and you're absolutely right, Joe. It is a consolidation of power. So we have been watching as our elections have become more and more centralized uh, since HAVA. Right. Since the HAVA Act of 2002, bit by bit, elections, uh, the power over elections, administration, management, um, voter rolls, uh, d purchasing decisions, process, all of it have been moving further and further away from the people who are voting and into the hands of the Secretary of State of Colorado. H.R. 1 that they tried to pass and failed moved it out of even the Secretary of State of Colorado's hands into the to the D.C. swamps hands. But they've been moving it further and further away. Section uh, Section 13 allows Secretary of State to overrule county canvas boards refusal to certify election results. That that means the counties have no longer have power over elections. The counties no longer have a say. This is this is radical. This is radical, radical stuff that's coming in to uh, the to coming 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 through the legislature right now in Colorado. And again, this is going to show up in with Raffensperger in Georgia. It's going to show up with Katie Hobbs in Arizona. This is what they do. They. Th this is not going to stop in Colorado. So, so listen, they're pushing us closer and closer to war because, frankly, they're taking the Constitution, they're shredding it, and they're replacing it with uh, edicts. And, and if you get into 14, if you do not listen to the Secretary of State, it's a Class 1 misdemeanor up to 18 months in jail and $5,000 fine. And it makes it a Class 5 felony, punished by one to two years imprisonment and a fine up to $100,000 to violate rules of the Secretary of State and, and regarding access to voting systems. Or facilitate unauthorized access of voting systems or election night reporting system. Or three, publish passwords or other confidential information related to a voting system. So this is in direct, this is in direct response to all the information that came out of the reports from Mesa County. That's right. And it also um, touches on what's happening with the Hanks versus Griswold case. So um, if your listeners don't know, the Hanks versus Griswold case is a case brought by election officials, county clerks and county commissioners against Jenna Griswold. Um, and, and the bottom line of that case is that they're just suing to do their jobs, the jobs that they were elected to do. And by 
their oath and and their job descriptions basically is that they have to um, make backup of election report or election records they must maintain them for 22 months according to federal law 25 months according to state law and um, in this bill uh, it also says that elected officials cannot make these backups of election records so essentially we have Jenna Griswold is she trying to say that now preserving election records comes under the state's rules. So now they have all the voter data and all the records. And if you disclose any of these records in this legislation, you can be fined and and uh, get punished. And these records belong to the people. These are not Jenna's records. These are not the county clerk's records. These are the people's records. And so now she's saying, you can't see uh, any of the voting data. And, and and what's even more interesting is that she gets to decide what's confidential. There's there's no parameter of what's confidential information or what's not. And she only can audit herself, right? And mm -hmm. that, that so so we go back to August, August third, I remember it well. We had a hearing in the in this with Jenna Griswold's um, she didn't show up. Jenna didn't show up. There was three thousand affidavits submitted. There was over a thousand written testimonies submitted. There was over a hundred people who showed up to testify in person. All of it, all a hundred percent of it against her emergency rules that declared that only she can audit herself and only the secretary of state can decide. So they have all the data. They have all of the, the records. You can't question her. You can't um, say anything that's potentially, I don't even, any critical, critical is the word that she uses. And and she can only audit herself. Tell me how that's not tyranny. No, silence, because it is tyranny. I think that's what it comes down to, Holly. So there, there's so, more there's more information coming out about counties saying that they will not use Dominion voting systems. So Holly, on Monday we had Sean on and we talked through the Colorado report, the the you know how it was done, the methodology that was used, the results that came out. Can you give us an update on how that's going? Has it has it gone anywhere? Has anyone seen it? Well, um, what's really exciting is that the whole report had a, an action plan standing behind it and it was constructed now granted uh i'm a startup person and so everything that comes out uh of uscip in my mind is like a product launch and so we had a whole program set up and the grassroots had you know they basically helped figure out how they wanted to act based on the colorado report and the mesa reports and what they did was sent out a copy of the reports every single official that has anything to do with elections so now every single official in colorado is on they now have the information that all the citizens have and it was uh an excellent piece to get our uh, elected officials notified. Now what's been coming back is that um, we're hearing that votes are being conducted in certain counties across Colorado to go back to hand count paper ballots on the precinct level. So your, your sound was breaking up a little bit there, uh, but I think what I heard you say is that every elected official with oversight over elections, so that would be Jenna Griswold, that would be the legislature, the General Assembly, that would be county clerks and commissioners. They've all been delivered 
this report, this Colorado report. That's right. And um, now we're expecting at least the feedback that we've gotten from the grassroots teams in almost every single county in Colorado is that they're going to be holding meetings. They're going to be visiting the elected officials. They're going to be calling and emailing and demanding answers because as Sean probably hit in his outline of the Colorado report, this is going to be very, very difficult for election officials to explain away. Uh, little uh, excuses that they've been able to in the past to bat, bat down the results of um, technical reports can't work with the canvas. It just does not work because they are sworn affidavits. And uh, pretty much everybody probably knows that a sworn affidavit uh, is standard. It's not a joke. And people understand what they've signed. They, they know how committed they are to the truth. And this is all part of that. Well, I tell you what, we're, we're out of time, Holly, but I want to thank you. We'll have you back on so we can get some more updates from the US EIP. Um, but uh, thanks for spending time with us and explaining this to us. If you're in Colorado, if, even if you're not in Colorado, we will be putting something out so you can actually call and tell these people that this is crazy. I know that there's going to be several lawsuits that are being, they're going to, they're going to come out um, in preemptively against this, this bill. But it is, it is not the Colorado Election Security Act. It is the Colorado um, uh, non security act. Yeah. It's the centralization of elections. Mr. Producer, can you put that back up just one second? So if you look here, uh, if you're in Colorado, um, and even if you're not, if you're in Colorado, you see on USEIP.org, if you scroll down, you can see there's a video. Uh, there's the actual press release, there's the report that you can download, and then if you're in Colorado, there are buttons there that you can email your elected officials. If you're not in Colorado, we encourage you to watch the, watch the video. Know your own voting systems. This is critically important. You need to know your landscape to know where the vulnerabilities are and, and where, how, how to take the fight locally in your state. Um, but there's just v incredibly valuable information in, in these reports that everybody should get their hands on. And we have a third report that comes out for the for um, Mesa County report as well. I think this week or next week. That's yeah, be say, um, if you're not in Colorado and you're interested in, in getting active in your own local area on election integrity, visit uh, causeofamerica.org and you can join a group that is networked with the entire U.S. And um, basically, these other groups replicate what uh, USCIP is doing in Colorado. Awesome. Holly, thanks for being on with us. Thanks Thank so much, Holly. Have a great day. All right, take care. So we're out of time. we got one more uh, sponsor, which I'm going to do a read on real quick, and then we're going to close out. But it's IPVanish. Uh, you can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all your data is encrypted. That means that private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded um, into, fall, into falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like getting nine months for free. So IPVanish is easy to use. All you have to do is hit one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily to save 70%.
Well, we covered a lot today, um, there, and we, we had more to cover. And so there'll be other stuff that you'll see on telegrams. You can follow Ash at, at Ash Epp. No, Ash in America. Ash in America. Ash in America on Telegram. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble. Guys, listen, I always talk to you about being an arbiter for reality, an arbiter for truth. You have to be that person that stands up and speaks. God gave you a couple things. He gave you the ability to have courage, and that's not the absence of fear. That's doing the right thing regardless of the fear you may feel. And the second of which is he gave you a voice to speak. If the only voice we're hearing is ones of Jenna Griswold and the rest of the trash on the evil radical left, then we have already lost. So a couple things that we'll be doing over the next couple weeks. Um, at FEC United, we'll be walking door to door. Four of us will walk door to door. We'll be passing out stuff door to door. We're literally door to door. We're going to be handing out information in neighborhoods about how the leaders have betrayed the people in Colorado. We're literally going to go door to door. And the reason being is because unlike social media, we're going to do it just like they did back in 1776. And we're going to make sure everyone is educated with the truth. And that's every neighborhood, Republican neighborhoods, Democratic neighborhoods, um, all of them. And let them know that they've been betrayed by the liars that do not have the interest of the people at heart. Can I just say one thing about that? Yeah. So we talked earlier about communist privilege and how the, you know, there's communist. One of the, the, the absolute most privileged people on the planet right now are the people who have God has allowed to be awake to see what's going on right now. So take it and use it and do something with it. Get involved, break out of the echo chamber, wake up your neighbors. If you're saying, why don't those people just know? Why don't they know? Are you telling them? Because you should be. If you're awake right now, you know what's going on. You can't be silent. Yeah. And silence is the one thing that will kill a civilization faster than anything else because you're letting the mores of society be dictated by evil. Devil's greatest lie was that convincing people that he doesn't exist. So you can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and Cloud Hub. You can see us on the audio version at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please go there, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. Um, by the way, if you're on Rumble, hit the Rumble button. I don't know why it's so hard for you guys, but there's a little thing down at the bottom that says Rumble. You know, you have 500 of you on there. There should be 500 Rumbles before you leave. Hit the Rumble button. Hit the Rumble button. Hit the Rumble button. Um, and, and by the way, share it. It, it takes about 30 minutes after it's over for it to be fully uploaded. Wait 30 minutes, pick it up, and drop it over, and share the message. Or don't. And then part of the problem of us getting to a place where we can't come back from will lie strictly on your shoulders. No guilt. Maybe just a little. Um, so share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. If you need a reminder, we go live. You can text the word freedom to 89517. Use the link in our description as well so you can get our updates. And that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. And remember, the fight to take back America is not won, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. God bless you.